reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. my teacher mm-hmm. Jesus my savior Jesus my shepherd Ooh, I am so grateful Lord thanks for reaching thanks for saving Jesus my savior thanks for choosing me Jesus my Savior, Jesus my teacher, Jesus my Savior, Jesus my Shepherd, I am so grateful Lord, thanks for saving, thanks for saving, Jesus my Savior, Thanks for choosing me When you found me, Lord I was all so far, so far away But you reached out to save me I couldn't believe you wanted me with Jesus my teacher, Jesus my savior, Jesus my shepherd, Ah, 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 ah. I am so grateful Lord, thanks for reaching, thanks for saving, Jesus my savior, thanks for choosing me. When you put your eyes on me, Lord, you never took them off again. You were determined to reach me, Lord. You sent your very best man to reach out to me, to talk to me and to rescue me. could hold you back my lord you did everything to reach me oh lord jesus my savior jesus
Jesus, my teacher. Ooh, ah, yeah. Jesus, my savior. Jesus, my shepherd. Oh, I am so grateful, Lord. Thanks for reaching. Thanks for saving. Jesus, my savior. Thanks for choosing me. Jesus, my Savior, thanks for choosing me. Jesus, my Savior, Jesus, my teacher. Jesus, my shepherd, oh, I am so grateful, Lord, thanks for reaching, thanks for saving, Jesus, my Savior, thanks for choosing me, oh, Lord, I almost lived out of your hands. You held me so tight Now I'm yours forever Ever, ever more Jesus my Savior Jesus my teacher Jesus my Savior Jesus my Shepherd so grateful Lord thanks for reaching thanks for saving Jesus my Savior thanks for choosing me oh Lord yeah. Jesus my Savior thanks for choosing me You held me oh so tight, so tight, yeah. Thank you for reaching me, oh Lord. Thank you for saving me, oh Lord, yeah, yeah. I was lost, but you held so close to me. Saving me, thank 
Savior, thanks for choosing me. Before the Lord, yeah, yeah. 
stand clean before the Lord. I stand clean before the Lord now. Yeah, we stand clean before the Lord. Yeah. I stand clean before the Lord now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you put your hands together for Mary? What a blessing. I stand clean before the Lord. Hallelujah. May God be able to say of you that you have stood clean before him. Well, tonight we have come to the climax of the service. We have come to the part of the service where the word of God descends on us. We have come to the part of the service where God speaks to us. You know, in the past, it was just one man who heard God and came to tell the others. But we are blessed to be able to come into the presence of the Lord God Almighty and to hear his voice speak to us. And how do we know that God is speaking to you directly? Because each one of you hears a different thing in the message. The meaning of the message changes according to your peculiar situation. That is the power and the beauty of the Holy Spirit. And tonight, I'm happy to announce to you that we have to minister to us a man who we know hears from God, a man who we know has walked with God for a while, a man who we know is a lover of God, a man who we know is a teacher of the word, clearly and distinctly. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy that you're on your feet. It's a sign of honor. I would love it if you add a hand clap, add a shout as a sign of excitement. And let's welcome to this pulpit, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh girl, come on. I can't hear your hand clap. It's not good enough. Put your hands together for the man of God. Come on. I stand to be in church if you are at home in your car in your office this Tuesday evening I want to assure you that you are also in the house of God yes you are also in the house of God and I'm very excited to come your way with a message this evening as we enjoy Arise service. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you today. We are very grateful to you for gathering us from near and from far. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will speak to us tonight. Let your voice be heard. Cause us to be blessed greatly. And let at the end of the day, your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Or you can clap your hands at home. And if you are standing, you may please be seated. And uh, I want to say again that I'm very, very happy to spend this evening with you. Every Tuesday evening, I want you to come to church. Amen thank God for technology we now can be in church outside church 
and I want to encourage you to make a date. And these days, the Arise service is far shorter than it has always been. As you can tell already from the way things have gone so far. So today, I want to start to share with you a very important message. These days, I don't know, God is leading me to emphasize on foundations foundations and uh, i believe that god knows what he's doing because i cannot seem to move away from foundations and uh, today i'm bringing your way a foundational teaching from this amazing bestseller called faith secrets faith secrets so i'm going to be teaching chapter after chapter on the subject called faith and every chapter of this book opens a very important door and unveils a major dimension about the subject called faith so today i'm teaching from chapter number one chapter number one of faith secrets says faith is obedience and obedience is faith hallelujah is it beautiful faith is obedience and obedience is faith and one may ask at this juncture why is faith an important subject why do I even go as far as call, call it a foundational teaching, a foundational doctrine? Now, faith is a very important teaching, very important doctrine because your relationship with God is founded on faith. You know, every relationship is based on something. Any two people who are relating have a basis on which that relationship exists. There are relationships that are based on money. That's the foundation. If there is no money, There is no relationship. If there is no money, we part. I'm sure some of us have heard the phrase or a term, business partner. Business partner. So you see, two people are relating. But the the relationship is based on business. So if there is no business, there is no relationship. We are working together. We are, we are importing roofing sheets from Thailand. Yeah, we are selling iron rods from Tema. And we put our monies together, 60, 30, 50, 50. So it's a business relationship. It is founded on business. The relationship between a school teacher and a pupil is based on academic work. If there is no academic work, 
there is no pupil teacher relationship. Very important. I'm talking about relationships and the basis on which people relate. Some relationships are based on conditions. So we have fair weather relationships. That is, they relate as whatever, 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 only when things are fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. I mean, that's what we call it. Fair weather. The weather is fine and fair. Beautiful. Once things turn left, it's over. You also turn left. Once things become cloudy, misty, foggy, nebulous, it's over. Because it is based on fair weather. I, I, I know a certain girl who used to have a relationship with a certain man and the basis was sex. She had two boyfriends and then this guy. Those two boyfriends, one was taking care of her finances. Yes, Mr. Otia. <laughs> and then one was also in her life because of some complex parental relationship. Now, but, but, but the girl as a human being needed sexual gratification which Mr. Otia could not give. He was giving money. They were even having sex, but it, it wasn't, um, um, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was primary school. But this other guy from Jamestown, yes, that guy from Jamestown, he wasn't giving money. In fact, in fact, he was taking money. <laughs> he wasn't giving money. <laughs> Rather, the girl gets the money from Mr. Otia and then blesses this guy. But she loved that boy, ladies and gentlemen, because of something. So I'm just saying that without, see, if you put the basis away, there's no relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I want to announce to you that your relationship with God is based on faith. Look, it's not based on being a shepherd. It's not based on being a pastor. It's not b- based on being an evangelist. ha. <laughs> Your relationship with God is not based on church attendance. All the things I've mentioned are very important, but they are founded on faith. Faith is what makes our relationship with God powerful. In fact, not just powerful. Faith is what makes our relationship with God a relationship. So you read from Hebrews 11 and verse 6. So, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes. Ephesians. Ephesians. Are you there? Chapter number 2. 
I'm just laying a foundation. Why? Why, Why the subject? Why? Because without it, you are not a Christian. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. So when you take faith away, your salvation is not possible. Because the grace that you use to be saved, the bus, the vehicle that carries grace is faith. Have you not heard of is it tomatoes or, and yams and then something else? Plantains were at a, a part of the Brongafo region last two years for crusades. I mean, a sack of plantains could cost about two Ghana cities. Yes, a sack. When I say two Ghana, I mean two. If you have two, carry it out. Because they couldn't transport them to the towns and cities. Yes. Tomatoes get rotten in the north. I mean, I watched a documentary of rice, rice fields. Some of the farmers were burning their rice. Yes, they harvest the rice and burn it because there is no means of carrying the rice from the farm even to Tamale. So you, you, you see that you've got an important commodity called rice, an important commodity called plantains, an important commodity called tomatoes. But the car to bring it to you doesn't exist. So that commodity is almost meaningless and useless. What is the use of plantains if it's not in the market for you to buy? Ladies and gentlemen, faith is the truck. Faith is the car. Faith is the vehicle. If you lose faith, nothing can help you. Grace is there. But the car that brings grace for you to be saved is called faith. That is the reason why you must listen to what I am preaching about tonight. Faith is very important. You know, there is a certain belief that faith means just believing in God. Faith is not just believing in God. As we go on in this series, I'm going to be sharing a few things with you. Faith is not just believing in God. Because, you see, you can believe that God exists. He made the moon. He made the stars. He made the rivers. He made you. And just be there. Just Mentally agreeing that God exists. Mentally agreeing that God has power. That is not faith. That's not faith. Faith makes you do things. Faith is not faith if it does not lead to certain things. 
James says, show me your faith without works and I will unveil my faith by my works to you. There is nothing like faith without corresponding behaviors. So the faith that makes people sit down is not faith. The faith that makes people just sit and watch is not faith. That is why tonight I am bringing you the first installment of these teachings on faith. And the first is that faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Yes. When you say you believe in God or you believe in something, it must lead, you have to ask yourself, What is my belief in this thing? Belief in God, faith in my pastor, faith in my church, faith in God. What does it lead me to obey? What does it make me do? If your faith does not make you do anything, it is not faith. Because faith is a doing word. If you look in the dictionary, you see that faith is listed among the nouns. It's a noun. But don't believe them. (laughs) Faith is a doing word. That word faith, if it's not making you do something, then you don't have faith. Yes. I said faith is a doing word. It makes you do. It makes you move. It makes you act. It makes you active. So when people don't do anything, they are saying that they don't have faith, but they don't even know what message they are ministering with their silence. Are you a man of faith and power? Obeying God makes you a man of faith. Faith is equated with obedience in the Bible. A man of faith is a man who walks in obedience. I pray that one of these days, somebody will find you doing something and the reason is that you have faith in God. Your faith in God is what is making you do what you are doing. If you obey the call of God, you are a man of faith. If you obey the call of God to be a leader, a center leader, a shepherd, a pastor, If you obey the call of God to serve him, it is called faith. You cannot fulfill your ministry without walking by faith. And this evening, I'm sure there are some pastors who are listening to me. There are center leaders who are listening to me. There are shepherds who are listening to me. You cannot, one reason, you can be sure of this. The reason why nothing much seems to come out of your center work, your ministry work, your church work, is because you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, you are far from God because the basis for your relationship with God is faith. To work with God, you cannot, whom you cannot see, you must have a lot of faith. 
Faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. Faith is equated with obedience. I see you obeying something because of your faith. So who has faith? Who has faith? That's the question we are going to ask ourselves tonight. Who has faith? An obedient person has faith. When you find yourself obeying God to do something for the kingdom, that is your faith. Your faith is what you are doing. And your lack of faith is what you are not doing. Christians must value the need to walk by faith and live by faith. Christians must value the need to walk by obedience and live by obedience. There are too many disobedient Christians. They will obey God to have their quiet time. They won't obey God to pray. They won't obey God to have to have to have a type of ministry. They will not obey God to break from their relationship. When you are not doing something for God, you are disobeying him. And it's a sign that you don't have faith. So tonight, we are going to learn four powerful things about faith. Number one, the Israelites' obedience to the commandment would have been faith in action. When the Israelites obeyed God. Turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 22. Chapter 9, sorry, verse 22. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 22. And at Tabera and at Massa, and at Kibroth Butava, ye provoked the Lord to wrath. Verse 23. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you, then ye rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and ye believed him not, nor hearkened unto his voice. God told the people, go up and possess the land. And the Bible says that they, look at it in verse 23, it says, they believed not, nor hearkened to his voice. Therefore, they did not go. What is it that God has told you? You see, when Please let me repeat the point. The Israelites' obedience to the commandment would have been faith in action. Yes, faith in action. Your faith must be something that makes you act. That makes you move. When, when, when a shepherd is moving to go and visit a person, to visit a member, that shepherd has faith in a verse. If you don't have faith in a verse, you will not move. 
So when you see someone obeying God, you are looking at somebody who has faith in God. And I pray that today, your life will be characterized by obedience. Say obedience. 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 Every Christian, you have to ask yourself as a believer, what am I obeying? Is there, is there an instruction from God? If you are a shepherd, you need to sit down and ask yourself, what instruction from God am I obeying or disobeying? That's why I'm having this service. I'm having this service. I'm preaching to you because I want to obey God. I want to obey God. When you live your life in disobedience, you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, it means you are out. A believer without faith is out. You are out. You are not with God. You are doing your own thing. You call a shepherd for a meeting. If she likes, she will come. If she likes, she will come. Or she will not come. It's like instructions don't move the person. But rather what the person wants to do. But faith is not doing what you want to do. Faith always is traceable to an instruction you are obeying. I repeat myself. Faith is not what you want to do. Faith must always be traced to an instruction from God. If there is nothing you are obeying, then you are a man without faith. And without faith, you must be sure that you and a fornicator are the same. Yes. I want to ask you, those of you who are online, does fornication please God? Then let's start fornicating. I'm asking a question in in English. Does fornication please God? No. So if fornication doesn't please God, and you are not having faith, and you're also not pleasing God, then you, you, you see, if you read the Bible, one of the evil things, and hypocritical things that we have come to inherit is, people have graded certain actions. So we have determined what is a very powerful sin and what is something that uh, even God didn't even notice. Yes. But if you read the Bible, you will discover that God's way of seeing sin is very different from evil man's way of seeing sins. So if you read in Revelations, you will notice that Liars are in the same group as murderers. Liars are in the same group as murderers and fornicators and witches. Yes. Just saying a lie. Maybe um, you have have taken some meat from the stew. And when you are asked, you say, oh, I didn't take the meat. I mean, really, really, really. What? I mean, what, what is, I mean, you took the meat, you ate it, and then your auntie came to us, oh, I didn't take it. I mean, is this is just meat. It's just meat. I mean, it's not much. There's not much to it. 
Is it not very different from taking a knife and driving the knife seven times into the chest of somebody? I mean, saying that you didn't steal the meat. But God doesn't see it that way. Yes, God sees liars and murderers as the same. They are the same. And when you stand before God, you allow yourself to be deceived. When you stand before God, that is when you will understand that God's judgment, God's standards, God's way of seeing things is different from the way you, an evil man, you see things. Tonight, I'm saying to you that not having faith evidenced by not obeying God is not different from being an adulterer. It's not different from being a fornicator. God sees, he says, for without faith. Read it again, Hebrews 11.6. For without faith, it is impossible. It's not possible. Today, I'm praying that God will help you. To obey him. Yes. Some of you, you are not obeying God. Even as a shepherd. You've not visited. You've not prayed for your members. I mean, what did, what did Samuel say? Samuel said, God forbid that I should sin against you by not praying. Yes. Not praying for your members is as sinful as what? Mention whatever is sin. So today, I'm, I am coming to you and I'm informing you, better rise and move. Better rise and do something. Everybody watching me, God has told you something you should do. Yes. He has told you something you shouldn't do. But we have classified smoking, drinking, murder, and what are the top five? Stealing, Fornication, yes, that is it. Stealing, fornication, stroke, adultery. Uh, what is it? Smoking, drinking, killing. What you don't know is that not getting up to pray when God has told you to get up and pray is a lack of faith which also displeases God the same way a liar, a murderer, a stealer, a stealer. Number two. When you do not believe, you are disobedient. First Peter 2, verse 7. Unto you, therefore, first Peter 2, verse 7. Open your Bibles. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Verse 8. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the way, being disobedient, whereunto also ye were appointed. Ladies and gentlemen, you see right there, believing it's in the same category. Look at verse 7. Unto you therefore which believe. So some people which believe. He's precious. 
So I would have thought that he would say, but unto them which believe not. Please, am I, I, are you with me? Unto you therefore which believe. He is precious. So the real sentence should have been, but unto them which believe not. But it didn't say which believe not. You see, these are all synonyms. Synonyms. That is, it's like they are the same. Yes. What, Luke eleven thirteen also gives us some synonyms. Luke 11 verse 13. It says, if ye therefore being evil. Now that word, Jesus had been talking about men, human beings. Who feed, give their children bread. When they ask for bread, when they give them this. So, so, so he was saying that if you therefore, being human, being a, a natural human being, will give your children what they ask you, how much more will the Heavenly Father not freely give the Holy Spirit? But he had been using man and human for too long. He was looking for a synonym for man. Yes, a synonym, a synonym. That is words with the same meaning. And the synonym for man is evil. When you see a man, you have seen evil. He may be a shepherd. He may be a pastor. He may be a reverend. He may be an armed robber. One brother, was it the sister who was telling me about the uh, <laughs> lady who went to mistakenly fall in love with the wrong person? <laughs> but for, for, for some time, the man, you see, you can act for so long. That's why even movies have an end. You can't act forever. Yeah. I said movies have an end. No matter, look, and I, I, see, these days there are two hour movies. Three hour movie, one movie, three hours. But by all means, it will end. And which I said, you cannot act forever. Yeah, you act, uh, but you be yourself. So this sister thought that she had had some Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. They were there. They were there. They were there. Then the man finished acting. Yeah, the movie ended. I said, the movie ended. Somebody watching me, your movie will end very soon. That's when you will know who you are working with. The man began to manifest. She couldn't believe it. She became a mental patient. She could not reconcile current behavior with that. I know, I know, I know, I know of many. I, I know a, a brother who was in church. He wasn't born again. He managed to come into the church to get... Did he, did he get the girl in church? Or the girl brought him to come and do the sinner's prayer? I forget what. I think she brought him. Well, for as long as he could act, he was acting. He was in the church. Look, I was a pastor of the church. He was writing articles, Christian articles. He was organizing this like, like, a, like a magazine, something, writing things. One morning, Sunday morning, the wife came. This old time church member. He said, I think I was pastor. Pastor, I want to say something to you. 
So why not? Let's talk. She said, last night, I went for rehearsals. I came for rehearsals. When I went back home, I was so thirsty. So I just opened the fridge. But as a compartment, there was no water in the fridge. There was no water in the fridge. Glory to God. Glory to God. But she thought maybe they had hidden some, a bottle of water in the compartment, which is really hardly opens. When she opened that compartment in the fridge, there was a bottle. Those of you in Tanzania, those of you in Malawi, you don't understand. But when I finish mentioning the name of the bottle, I'll talk to you about it. On the bottle, those in Ghana will know. On the bottle was written, Wobadana. <laughs> yes. Bitters with power. Wobadana. Shakataba. She couldn't believe it. To wait. Is your child asleep? That is, the drinkers of that beverage, <laughs> that beverage, and their subsequent activities. Hey! She went and asked her husband, What is this? What is this? We are all shepherds in church. What is this? He said, why? why are you attacking me? Why are you attacking me? What is this? Can you believe it? I'm talking about this must be 18 years ago. It was a Saturday night. Sunday morning, the husband didn't show up in church. I'm saying that not obeying God is the same as not believing God. But you will know. Synonyms. 18 years ago, I'm talking about, or 19, till date. That Sunday that the husband never went to church because he, he, he was angry. That was the last. He has never entered church. From that bottle, he now, after some weeks and months when he, he was now free, he now brought the real deal. Yes, the aperitif, the vodkas, the beers, the guinnesses. Ladies and gentlemen, there are synonyms in the Bible. If you want to know somebody who doesn't believe in God, you may never see alcohol, you may never see cigarette. Watch the person carefully. What is he not doing? What is he not doing? You are allowing yourself to fall in love with a brother who doesn't pay tight. Oh, this one, is that some financial difficulty? Listen, listen. You will know a person by what he is not doing for God. His level of disobedience. He can talk about your pastor anyhow to you. No fear of God. No fear of anointing. He doesn't fear anything. He just comes when he wants to come. Look, did you know that even attending church is, is, is an instruction that we obey? Yeah, I'm in church tonight based on a verse in Hebrews. So when you meet somebody who attends church once a month, every other week, 
Don't dismiss it. You are meeting an unbeliever. You are meeting somebody who is deteriorating into his original state. Number three. When you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. Ah, this is enough for me to sack all shepherds. When you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. I want you, as a Christian, to examine your level of obedience. Listen, Hebrews 11, I'm ending. Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. By faith, Abraham obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went today's believer wants to know what is there before he goes wants to know what is in it wants to know the outcome today's believer wants to even understand God before he moves verse 9 verse 9 by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to notice by faith. Can I, can I please take the verse out? I want the people to see my face. Look at my face clearly. Yes. Can, you, can you see my face well? Is, is, is it clear? Yes. Listen carefully. The subject faith, in fact, faith is equal to salvation. Faith and salvation are one and the same word. In fact, it is so true that we, we, we say that your faith, oh, this is, my, this is the Christian faith. Yes, this is my faith. This is her faith. Look at the verse again. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Look at Ephesians 2 and verse number 8. Ephesians 2 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So wherever faith is, salvation is there because it carries the grace to you. Now, that's one point. Faith and salvation. So you will know somebody's salvation. See, I'm, I'm now speaking to People who are not able to tell whether somebody is a Christian. Whether this guy, I should marry him. Whether this guy, I should, I mean, this is a correct guy or this is not a correct guy. How will you know? You can know whether somebody has a saved by the faith level. You can almost equate, equate faith with salvation. 
Now, faith is also seen by obedience. So, so watch it. When you find somebody who obeys God easily, you found a saved person. You found a born again person. I'll take it again. When you find somebody who obeys God easily, God says, come to church, he comes to church. God says, pay your tithe, he pays his tithe. God says, forgive, he forgives. You find people singing in the choir who don't talk. And when the pastor begins to pray and say, there's power in this room, God is touching somebody. The two of them will be the first to fall. With screams. Fallless. 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 Do not overlook a person's doing habits. You see, salvation, eh? It's difficult to see it. It's very difficult. You can't look at the person's dressing and say the person is saved or not saved. Because some people, naturally, they were born as Presbyterians. Naturally, they were Presbyterians. And Presbyterians are correct. Presby. Correct. (laughs) I said Presby is what? Correct. Even the way they speak. You you will see that this person has been brought up well. Morals. I said Presby is what? You will hardly be able to tell who is saved and who is not saved. That is why today I am introducing the standardization of salvation. Standardization. You will know a person is saved by how the person obeys. 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 And obeys not only God, but obeys the people God sends. Because there's a certain time, it's no more God. As a most of the, not a certain time, most of the time, it's no more God. Where is God? Where is God? So when Jesus stood in Matthew 9 and was cursing Jerusalem, he said, you, 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 you kill the prophets and you stone them that ascend." Because there is such a thing as people God sends. If you are in the ministry, you are a pastor, you are a shepherd, God sends your pastor to you to guide you. I've got a same person in my life. You will know who a person is by the, pers- the ease with which the person disobeys God. It should tell you. The guy wants to marry you. He has come to visit you. You are going to church. He said, oh, next week I'll come. For six months you have been beloved dozen. This guy has never been to church before. But he says he attends Dunkau Lighthouse. At San Gregoire Central Gospel Church. Don't beloved. 
I said, don't believe it. How will you know a person is a Christian? That's why James said, show me your faith. Show me your faith. That's a show me your salvation with the works. How do we know you are saved? Your works. So when we see how you come to church, your prayer life, whether you are not in church, when we are fasting, when we are giving, you don't give. When we are going for crusades, you don't come. When we are doing outreach, you are not there. 18 years you have been in the church. You can't even be a shepherd. We know you. Today I'm unmasking the devils. They're not correct. Look, never judge a person's correctness by how many years he has been in church. It has never been. Will they not say, in your name, in your name, in your name? I never knew you. When you are walking in faith, you obey what you are told. And not just what God tells you. One of the things I'm stumbling upon very often because I'm having my quiet time in the, in the, in the uh, Pentateuch. <laughs> Pentateuchal quiet time. I, I, I'm, I'm increasingly seeing that God hardly spoke. God hardly spoke. Everything the Lord spoke by the mouth of Moses. The Lord told Moses, Go by Moses, by Moses. He would tell Moses, Do the Moses. If you are not prepared to receive Moses, it means you are not ready to relate with God. Your pastor in your church is a very important person to you in, the, in your salvation equation. Your pastor is very important in your salvation equation. Finally, not obeying and not trusting. Are one and the same thing. Zephaniah 3, verse 1. Zephaniah 3, verse 1. Not obeying and not trusting are one and the same thing. Zephaniah 3. Woe to her that is filthy. Zephaniah 3. Read it. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted. Hmm. Are you happy you came to church? To the oppressed city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. La gago la baba. Look at the list again. We are starting. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted. To the oppressed city. And then we start. She obeyed. Not the voice. Watch out for people. Who don't obey. Ladies and gentlemen. Obeying and trusting. Are the same. So when someone doesn't obey. It means the person doesn't trust. She obeyed. Not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God.
Keep walking in obedience. Obedience is faith in action. Through faith, your life will soon be compared to Abraham's. You will have a great ministry. By faith, you are crossing every wall, every river, and every blockade. I said, I declare that your faith, your faith will make you jump every wall. You will cross every river and you will overcome every blockade. Oh, I said, I declare whatever stands in front of you as a disturbance, your advancement, as, 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 as a preventer of your forward movement, may your faith dislodge it in the name of Jesus by faith. Whatever represents a river before you, that river vanishes in front of you. David said, by my God, I have run through a troop. By my Lord, I have leaped over a wall. I see you jumping walls. I see you overcoming. You know, when you see somebody who is always coming with excuses, you send the brother to go and start a center. Especially sisters. When a guy doesn't want to marry you, and he comes with excuses. You are looking at an evil Merodach. Because what you want to do, eh? What you want to do? What you want to do? What you believe in? I said, what you believe in? Nothing can stop you. What can stop you? I said, what can stop you from doing what you believe in? What can stop you? So when you meet people, who are constantly bringing up reasons why they can't do something. Today, I'm informing you, they don't trust you. They don't like you. They don't believe in you. They are around for another reason. You will know whether a person believes in you by his obedience to your word, to your instruction, to your directive, and to your goal. When I see a shepherd under me, who doesn't obey my instructions? I'm looking at somebody who doesn't trust me. He said, she obeyed not. Zephaniah 3. She obeyed not. She trusted not. Watch out your actions, eh? How you behave. How you behave. They speak more to you than you will ever believe. When you are a leader under a pastor and the pastor tells you, do this and you don't do. You don't do. We are visiting this week. You don't visit. We are going here this day. We don't do it. Everybody get this. You don't get it. We call for a meeting. You don't come. Meanwhile, where you want to go, you are able to go there. If you are a pastor who has read faith secrets, you know you are dealing with somebody who does not obey you, who doesn't trust you. The people you trust, the people you trust, they don't even speak and you are doing it. The people you like, Haba. I know a brother who said he traveled for a very long time. I met him somewhere. 
And he says that his son has developed a liking for Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, who is there though? Like, like he, 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 he wears the, 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 the sunglasses, the jacket, the zipped jacket, the shoes, the, the, the hair. He is almost about to curl his hair and bleach himself. When you like someone, you, you don't even need him to tell you. You are just doing what you are seeing. Just doing what you are seeing. I pray for you today that God will grant you the capacity to obey. Because when you obey somebody, it means you trust him. When somebody says do and you do, it means you trust. And it's amazing. Guys and girls in the church who obeyed or who trusted we smokers. I know a girl on drugs. She said, my boyfriend made me do it. I moved to his house. And that's where I learned how to do drugs. You've given yourself to all kinds of demons. When you come to the church and we ask you to give yourself to God. Give yourself to the way. You see, they come up with stories. Reasons and excuses why I can't. Today, I'm telling you. When someone doesn't obey you, the person does not trust you. I'll say it three times. That's the first one. Number two. When someone does not obey you, the person does not trust you. When someone does not obey you, the person doesn't trust you. Better read between the lines. Better know what is going on. And better take decisions because faith is obedience. And obedience is faith. Stand to your feet. Normally, when we are praying, we pray for the church, we pray for the bishop, we pray for the pastors. But today, you are praying for yourself. Lift your hands and pray for yourself. Online, we are praying for ourselves. We are praying and are saying, Lord, help me to be obedient. To just do. To just do. To do, to do, to do, to do. To do, to do, to do. Shepherds, center leaders, GSOs, pastors. To do, to do, to do, to do. To do. Faith is doing and doing is faith. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Lift your two hands. Everyone at home, in your room, everybody lift your two hands and you are praying for yourself. Lord, help me. Help me to do what is the Lord telling me I'm not doing? What instruction am I disobeying? Lift your hands and pray. Lord, I got to do. I need to do. I must do. I must do. I must do. Father, thank you. Matola baka. Ramasi maholea. Siaba kadula. Kadula mazandelebesa. Famakonde kabahata. To do, to do, to do, to do. To obey. To obey. To obey, to obey, to obey. It shows your faith. And without faith, you can't. You are not part of the equation. To do. Father, we pray. 
that your will will be done. Lift your hands. And if everyone online, wherever you are, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to surrender. You want to have faith. You know, you, 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 you apparently gave your life to Christ three years ago in that lighthouse branch. In that church. But you see, you've not been doing what God says you must do. It means that you are not really saved. Because your salvation is evaluated on the platform of your obedience. The platform of your obedience. But you want to say, Pastor, today, I want to be born again. I want to get serious. Lift your hands and let's pray. Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, Heavenly Father. I come to you today. Say, I come to you today. I realize I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Please have mercy on me. Please receive me. Make me your child. From today, I declare that I am born again. Have mercy on me and help me to love you, to love you, to love you, to give myself to you, to serve you. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, everyone, the rest, everyone, lift your hands again. We are praying a second prayer. I want you to say after me, Heavenly Father, from today, as your child, as your servant, as a worker, as a leader, forgive me for not obeying you, for not doing your will. Today, I commit myself to you and I determine with the help of the Holy Spirit that I will obey I will obey instructions I will do what I'm told to do I will not be a difficult servant I will not be a difficult child thank you for my salvation for my calling for my ministry for my life in Jesus name Amen Clap your hands for Jesus.